so y'all want me to tell them what? That you guys are a handsome, smart bunch of fellas? No, I'm not telling them that. Uh, sorry about that, guys. My my crew want me to properly introduce them. It's not happening. You guys don't deserve it. Shut up. Shut up and get to work. Um, yeah, coming your way in a couple of short seconds is this week's episode to get live with the crew. Um, the most organic podcast on the airwaves. Um, every Thursday, nine o'clock p.m. The episode will be released, and I hope you guys enjoyed this week's. And I just, you know, what I'm saying, you guys are gonna have fun. You guys love us. We appreciate you always and forever. But without further ado, here goes this week's episode. gonna top me but i stay low niggas still working on humility uh-huh. up at penthouse thought they wasn't getting rid of me uh-huh. two months strong is finally getting lifted me then they sent me a text these niggas is getting rid of me Fuck. a setback but a bump in the game take a second pick it up then restart it again p i play ball when i deal with the pain because life is just like basketball if you let me explain look you play ball you got niggas on d now okay. trying to stop you scoring box you out for the rebounds uh-huh. but right now in life niggas riding on my d now then trying to stop my score then settling with my I take the contact, they ain't never gonna block me They could box me out, but they dare wouldn't box me Cause I'm 10 down, I ain't fucking around You knock me down to the ground, I'm bouncing back like I'm Rocky One, two, duck down, hit him with the left hook Came back, right jab, now he got the stress look Over a girl, I love the way that I breast look Call my phone talking foul, I banged it on her like Westbrook, nigga Actually, I'm gonna switch it up Cause originally I was gonna talk uh, football first but, 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 I just got a Beach Report notification talking about how uh, Conor McGregor and the Aviv guy has been suspended indefinitely. Uh, they're going to decide on the 24th how long the suspension will be for. Now, I know the three of you, outside of myself, obviously, um, aren't huge UFC fans, but everyone's seen what happened. We've seen the video, we've seen what led up to the video. And I just want to know who wants to take the first crack at what happened. Who wants to explain? I didn't. I didn't see yeah. it. I can never find the video. No, I'm joking. <laughs> oh, I'm like, what? <laughs> I definitely didn't want to take the first the first crack at it, but somebody else seemed like they got their foot in the ring first. Nah, someone said they had. No, seen what I, it. no. What oh, I was all right. Saying, so I yeah, so the video. I was looking for it. I couldn't find it. All well, right. So no. So I'll definitely take the first crack at this yeah. then. Go ahead. Bust it now. So, yeah, so I was watching the, the fight at my, my local pub and eatery. Yes, I was. Right. And, you know, it was – first off, I want to start by saying I thought it was funny how the UFC kept saying that because of the incident, this was one of the most, I don't know, like, barring – post-fight brawls for the sport. They're saying that it was bad for publicity and it was, it was a bad look for the sport. Right. And I immediately thought to myself, this is going to get the most coverage that any UFC fight I've seen has gotten ever. <laughs> exactly. 
I mean, I think this is one of the most, I mean, I don't want to say is the best things that happened, but publicity wise, I think this is one of the biggest, like, I don't know. I, I thought it was going to be one of the most publicly talked about things that happened in the UFC in recent memory in recent time. And to be perfectly honest, I was a little surprised that it wasn't talked about more because it was such an unprecedented, unprecedented thing that happened. You know, we've had, so and for those of you who don't know what happened, Khabib got in there and put them hands on that boy. Put the paws, put the paws on him. Oh, oh he, he was practicing with the bears because he don't went and put oh, the paws yeah. on him. Word. So he don't went and put the paws on that boy, Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor's team took it exception to it after fight well apparently the team had been yelling things at at uh khabib during the fight right. but also was taking exception post fight it continued to shout obscenities and things at him from mcgregor's quarter so after khabib got into conor mcgregor's face post fight which is you know you're fighting somebody you're in the heat of the moment you're punching them in the face when you when the fight's over you're still a little bit you know animated right, right, so right. That's, that's to be expected but what wasn't expected was Conor McGregor's corner man, I believe his name is Dylan Danis, was right. uh, was the man who was really instigating Khabib, and Khabib went over to the corner, threw his mouthpiece at Dylan Danis and McGregor's entire corner, and McGregor and uh, McGregor's corner broke him enough to get him to jump over the cage, and into the into the into the fray into the the people ringside. Right. And then on top of that. Conor McGregor started punching Khabib's team, and Khabib's team had to jump into the ring to start fighting Conor McGregor. So if you don't know what happened with this Conor versus Khabib thing, pandemonium is what happened. <laughs> but, but bringing it back to your original point, you're right. I'm really shocked that there wasn't more coverage on this for a couple of reasons. One, because it's, it was a huge brawl. It wasn't like it was something small. It was like a real big thing. Like my man did a missile drop kick from the top of the cage ring into <laughs> McGregor's crowd of people. Uh, that's not to be understated. Um, but I do want to say that I think, nah, I'm not going to, I ain't going to play the race card, but everyone remembers the malice in the palace, right? <laughs> now, granted, the whole arena didn't fight the, the uh, Indiana Pacers, and the Pacers did end up fighting into the crowd. That was a huge brawl that was broadcast as one of the most embarrassing, most tasteless, uh, classless, tasteless acts uh, in sports ever, right? So, What's the difference between a UFC fighter? Is it because he's a fighter and he's already like the fighting mood and he already has the, you know, the credentials to fight? Uh, what's the difference between him drop kicking people, which I'm pretty sure he didn't land the kick on who he was aiming for, but like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna go to the UFC event. I don't want to get drop kicked in the face anytime soon. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't want to do that. I mean, I don't do that. personally, personally, I, I feel like it's a little bit more acceptable a little bit more easier to sweep under the rug because it is a fighting event so people fighting after a fighting event kind of just streamlines a little bit and people that are supposed to be playing basketball against one another which is a contact sport but not a contact sport um, and to go into the stands and start fighting people there's no going on in basketball dribbling passing etc Right, that makes sense. That makes sense, Mo. What do you think? Now that I brought out the uh, the malice in the palace part, do you think do you think that's a justifiable reason, or do you, what do you think? You know, I will say that because it was a UFC event, 
I think that justifies more of the, the fan reaction. Like, I don't know if you saw, but I saw many videos. Well, I don't want to say many videos, but there were more than I expected videos of Conor McGregor versus Khabib fans post-fight, like in the, in the stadium. And that, I think, is kind of like a little bit more understandable because you're going to a fighting event. So you do have that, that more of a buildup of testosterone and stuff. Right. In the fan that doesn't really get the opportunity to release it, but no, that 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 that's absolutely no excuse for a fighter. One, fighters have to register their hands as legal weapons after a certain point. Once you once you become a professional, I mean, my hands are certified you know, in all fifty states so in Puerto Rico. But go ahead, I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't mean to cut into that. My bad. Continue. No, no, that's all right. You know, but um, but yeah, so. Even though the person that he was attacking in the crowd does fight with McGregor, so that person also has some type of martial arts background and can defend himself, he was just causing a bad environment in the in the arena for all of the fans who came to watch him. Like the way that Dana White said it was, he didn't put the ring on him in the he didn't put the belt on him inside the ring that night right. because he felt it was going to cause a riot. He thought that people were going to, who, they thought they were going to. Who cares? who cares? Exactly. That's my belt. <laughs> Get yeah, right. Get that. That's mine. That's all mine. Chef, what do you I'm think need about this, that. man? I'm going to need that belt. Chef <laughs> <laughs> was like, ain't no gains. I'm going to need it. <laughs> like, like, come on, Chef, like, talk to me, brother. Like, how do you, how do you see this situation playing out? Or I really, I'm, I've always been a big fan of Conor McGregor's antics, more or less, oh, yeah. all, uh, outside uh, of the ring. <laughs> but him and his uh, crew went way too far when they were attacking this man's religion and family, I feel, personally. Right. Because, you know, the Islamic faith, these people are very proud people. And you know what? I'm glad Habib handed him the, the whooping he deserved. Sorry to say. Don't be sorry to say that was like he got, he got, he got, he got beat on. It was deserved. You know, it was, it was if this hard. even went to decision, this man would have, uh, this man got clapped. It's oh, not, yeah. It, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, I feel like just, you know what I feel? It shows that Habib is the greatest fighter in the world at this point in time. That's what it shows. I mean, John Bone Jones is still, uh, still in the, on this here planet. But, uh, lose, I, has he lost though? Eh, that's 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 <laughs> not neither here nor there. Anyway, fellas, oh. um, um, John John Boney Jones was actually for those of you who didn't hear Mike Tomlin's statements this past week. Mike, the what was what I'm looking for? The the unaging Tomlin. <laughs> Mike Tomlin, Boy, that's, that's fact. Same as he did. Coldest <laughs> man ever call a timeout in the history. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> That's a fact, but uh, I've digressed. Um, Mike Tomlin had some unsavory things to say about the referees this week in the mm-hmm. NFL. Wow, wow. Oh, you like that word, right? Wow. <laughs> but, um, you know, so Mike Tomlin was very upset with the way that the officiating has been going throughout the NFL, the, the first quarter of the NFL season. He said that the officiating has been appalling. He said that it's been uh, inconsistent. He said it's been very bad calls. They haven't been getting it right. I don't. Yeah, he, he didn't say anything about that. They haven't been getting it right from the the replay center. But he said on the field, the officials' mistakes have just been increasing. And he says that 
the mistakes have been so bad recently that they're costing people games, they're costing people their jobs. And he said that he was highly upset. Actually, he used the word pissed. He said he was pissed about it. But he was highly upset about the, the fashion that the, the NFL officiating has been going, the direction that the NFL officiating has been going in this season. And real he quick, said that was all he was going to say about, on the subject. About, real, real quick, I just, yeah. I just want to cut you off ever so politely. Um, Not so politely. If you politely. ask me, if you ask me, and um, just judging off the statements that were just uh, aforementioned, sounds like um, what's a what's a very creative way I can say this? Um, sounds like the same shit, but this is Portland, my brother. This is stuff that's been going on in the NFL for years, ever since the replacement refs were here. Um, apparently, the replacement refs haven't left. Uh, they've right? actually just decided started to train them even more. And hey, give them a raise. Where. Yeah, there we go. Give them a raise because they're loyal. They they stayed through the lockup. Like, come on, man. Like. Even the Jets game, and and we played a we played a pretty good game, and we were down a referee. Now, how you're how you're down a referee in the NFL and don't have a backup lined up, I don't know. You're a professional sports league. You should have these type of things lined up, these type of situations in the back of your mind. It's like these things sport. happen, like G Easy. Exactly. Thank you, Mo. Thank you. We appreciate you. Um, but yeah, brother, this sounds been happening. I just, just don't see why why this week was any different for Mike Tomlin outside of the fact that not only did his team still win by like 25 plus points and he had a and that's how you know it was bad. His team won in a blowout and he was still complaining. A mean 41 to 17. It was a mean blowout boy. It was it was real. Alright so 24 points before anybody corrects me. It was 24. Um, but but Carson what, would you, what, what, what do you got to say about that? Vegas. Ah. The hey, it might be the NFL's attempt to you know let Vegas have their hand in the pot. I mean, it's a reason why the spreads the Vegas put out are always pretty dang accurate for the most part. Mm. Mm. Especially Preach. football games, especially football games. Talk about how how can these people in Vegas predict? Within points of what the victory or win margin is going to be by, I, I don't listen. I don't. Shep, do you know? Do you have an explanation for that? Uh, the explanation about the whole Mike Tomlin situation, <laughs> or just period, brother. Just the comments. I, I feel like I feel like Ve- I feel like honestly, Vegas always has a hand in it. But I honestly feel these officials try their absolute hardest to keep the brand of the NFL what it's supposed to be, the no-fun league. Nobody can do anything. Nobody can have any fun. Nobody can hit anyone. Might as well have terrible refs. What's the difference? You know what I'm saying? Sorry, Mike. You know, Sorry, Mike Tomlin. It, 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 you're going to have to deal with it because things ain't changing. They ain't getting any better, and it's going to stay the same. It's all bad for you. <laughs> Chef with the rather blunt news. <laughs> Facts. For anyone who doesn't know. Leave Will Garrett out of it. Yeah, I was just about to say, we, we've had too many blunt references on this here podcast. People are going to start to think we're uh, big ganja smokers. You <laughs> don't think, uh, we, we, think, think <laughs> we support LRG. Right, there you go. We got a sponsorship. It's <laughs> crazy. But but with that, man, we, we ain't going to spend too much time talking about stuff that's always been that way. We're going to switch on to the next topic. My man J.R. Smith with the hands against Marcus Smart. Man, hold on. Oh, we got the three people right away. Okay. JR, JR, JR. That guy, JR, is a. First of all, let's talk about how he was laughing mid push. He 
He he launched my man and was laughing when Marcus Smart was trying to get to him. He was laughing. He he was he was clearly <laughs> amused with him attempting to go after him. We haven't let off with Carson at the top. So Carson, Marcus Smart, J.R. Smith, who you got with the hands, my man? Who you got? Boy, I think Marcus Smart might get that boy. He's a little oh, solid. Oh, a little solid. He's got a good core. Exactly. Oh, Bingo. Man. He got a good core. But uh, you know, I feel like this is this is just uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, lingering from the playoffs in the season, like I, I, it was just bad blood with them all year. Whenever they played, I think that was just a boil over from Kyrie Irving and LeBron, and it's right. just still continuing. Right, right, right. Yo, Mo, why, why Jr. trying to put the hands on that man? Why Marcus Smart got to be held back by three people? Because Marcus Smart said you the reason LeBron ain't here. Wow, <laughs> wow, 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 wow. So that, so, so that's what happened. <laughs> I seen him. Look, I, I read lips. I seen him. I seen him say it. <laughs> Mo with the inside <laughs> scoop. Mo with the inside <laughs> scoop. Shep, listen. I mean, it's not a B versus Conor McGregor, but I mean, J.R. Smith, Marcus Smart, two rounds. Who you got? I'm going to put all that aside right now, and I want to say Marcus Smart, J.R. Smith. If you're looking, come to fucking Lindenhurst. I need the I need the fair one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, for, for those said y'all tried to run y'all feed. <laughs> he said, no, I, got Marcus right Smart. I got Marcus Smart knockout first round. What? <laughs> wow, you guys have no faith in my man Swish. My man Swish, you know what I'm saying? He didn't grow up in the back streets of, and you know what I'm saying, New Jersey. You know what I'm saying? He, he grew up with the, with the hoodlums. What I mean? He got the paws. He got, <laughs> he got the paws. You know what I'm saying? In a, in a no holds bar match, I'm trusting JR because JR would do anything. I don't know. JR, I don't John. know. That's smart man from Texas. I ain't never met a smart man from Texas before. That's a that's a new one. <laughs> if JR that's goes an oxymoron. on us, I don't know who's gonna win. Like, to be... oh man, now that's an oxymoron. But nah, for real though, fellas, I think for there's been a lot of ejections. There've been a lot of technicals. Let's be real. Some of these players even have come out and admitted that they want a shorter NBA season. So you know they don't want to play in the preseason. Even LeBron openly admitted that. The only reason he's playing is because he, this is a new team and, you know, Luke Walton asked him to play because it would send a good message to players. Otherwise, LeBron wouldn't have played. The, the only reason all the Knicks players are playing is because all of our players aren't, <laughs> let's be quite frank, they aren't all NBA, all right? We don't we don't have any of those players on our team. So, um, but, yeah, I think this was just a classic, you know, what? how can I get ejected early so I don't have to play the rest of this game type of situation? <laughs> and, and, Mark, and Marcus Smart took full advantage of that because J.R. Smith was already laughing at him by the time he was trying to get to him. So he could have easily just stopped and just realized, oh, yo, what's going on here? But he ain't want to be was, there. I think it what was funny. Uh, J.R. Smith was fighting with Aaron Baines. On the side. He wasn't even fighting with Marcus Smart. He's fighting with Aaron Baines. And Marcus Smart goes, oh, there we go. I can get out oh, the game yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that's, that's exactly like, how it went. Like Aaron Baines yo, needs up to and, take up for him. Exactly. Yo, he just caught him with the two-piece of the biscuit in the back of the head. Exactly. It's a clear-cut case of Carpe Diem. Seize the day. I need to get out of this game. How do I He's like, I got to figure out one way or another. Because, look, even for example – Steve Kerr got ejected the other day and told the ref, I didn't even want to be here. Bye. And he waved at the ref. 
<laughs> like, like preseason, preseason NBA has got to be the most entertaining this season between my man Jimmy Butler. Yo, first of all, first of all, that wasn't even a topic, but we're going to talk about it. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Butler told these dudes, you need me. You need me. Boy, they said Jimmy Butler gave them boys the sauce with third stringers. Oh man! Imagine, yo! I I really wish there should be like like Naomi said. Shout out to Naomi. You know what I'm saying she's doing her thing in Minnesota. Um, I really wish they would make a thirty for thirty out of the Minnesota's Timberwolves off season. Like she said, I would love to see that. I would love to see that. I need to see ex girlfriends who was texting teammates. I need to see mamas who was getting slept with the front office. I need to see all of that. <laughs> I need to, I need what to would you say if I told you? That Andrew Wiggins is no talent ass clown of a brother had some shit to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what would you say? Mm-hmm. Like, it should, there should be like a, a a version of hard knocks just for this season alone, just for the, the Minnesota Timberwolves. I feel like there needs to be an exception for what's going on there. Because this is unheard of. This is some Michael Jordan stuff, honestly. It's like, yo, you can't beat me. You need me here. And I'm gonna show you why you need me. And he did it. He he did he it with did. third stringers. Third Stringers, but I've been telling everybody for the longest the NBA is soft, the NBA is real soft, and then the new kids that are coming into the league are even softer. Look, prime example: Carnathan Towns, Andrew Wiggins. You guys can literally beat you could have beat the third stringers by yourselves. But I heard, uh, I heard Cat had uh, Jimmy Butler in a post up, and then Jimmy was talking all that nonsense to him, and then Cat passed it back out. What do you, man? You get put in the in the cooker in the broiler. You go you Thanksgiving dinner, Holmes. You going on the table. You're being carved up. Like I'm six you put the deep fryer, homie. Thank you. I'm six eleven to two forty and you you six what seven, maybe two twenty? Come on. That's, that's we, we bring it Halloween early. Twice, son. Thank you. But real quick, fellas, I'm gonna do a round table and ask y'all opinions on it. Shep, if you was Minnesota, what would you do in one sentence or less? Uh basically if I was uh, ownership, I would have a talk to him because that's your marquee guy and you need him to be with the team and not against him. Mo, what would you do? One sentence or less. We said, I said this last week. I would trade Wiggins if it was possible, but you, you got to trade Butler now. He's causing too much turmoil. He didn't he don't hurt the he don't hurt the pride of Carl Anthony Towns now. He he's too scared. He don't even want it with him. He's like, yo, just just go, man. Just just leave us alone. So just, just so alone. so either you used a lot of commas, or you missed the one sentence or less part. Carson, you tell me <laughs> what would you do in one sentence or less? Uh, you know, I, I would give the man what he wants, get him out of there because he's not. I mean, it's, it, it, I feel like the play is going to be affected. The rest of the team is going to be affected by that. And it's just going to be turmoil. So I trade him. All right. So Carson, Carson kind of joined you in that sentence too. So this is me. I would, comma, definitely, comma, trade this man. I like his energy and I always have and I always will. But, comma, I don't think, comma, they're going to trade him, comma, only because of the simple fact, comma, that. He showed you, comma, that he's a dog, and you guys need that type of player on hey, your team. You about to have a bald-headed brother come to your door asking for his royalties. All the oh, you using his name so much. <laughs> 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 oh, it's straight from Chicago, right there. <laughs> Listen, uh, if Common come knocking, man, I'm about to use that connection to my fullest ability. Like, Your common sense, come here, sit down, let's talk. What can we do? But real quick, fellas, we're gonna jump into our last 
topic, you know what I'm saying? I'm about to re-invite y'all to the next College segment. football, boy. Segment. Get live with the crew. Grind Knicks, and I, and I really appreciate it. Um, so I've tried to keep my, my criticism to, to uh, you know, rather rather minimum, right? Real, real minimum, like. Um, but I say that to say that Moutier needs to leave. Um, I just think it's just time. Alonzo Trier absolutely deserves his spot because Moutier has been in the league for four years now, and Trier finishes better than he ever will and has so far. And that's literally the only two differences between the two. Uh, Trier is not as much as a playmaker, but I don't think the Knicks really need another playmaker. We have Bur- we have Burke, we have Nevakina, we have Hinzoja who's working on it. We have a lot of players who are more than capable. We're trying to turn Kevin Knox into a point forward in certain situations. We need a playmaker. Goodbye, Emmanuel Mugia. Um, <clears throat> real quick, Mo. Sure. Hold up. Um, I know it's preseason. And I know last week you were kind of disappointed with how you, you the results of the game so far. But, you know, I just want to also remind you that it is preseason. Um, mm-hmm. But the Los Angeles Lakers, yes, they, they look like the ultimate basketball team. Now, when I say that, I only say that to say it in this way. They are a team, for the most part, full of actual basketball players. And I had this conversation in my group chat earlier. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what, like, what's the difference? The NBA is full of athletes. And I've said it numerous times since the good life of the crew has been in full swing. Um, yep. the, NBA, the NBA is full of athletes. A lot of these athletes are in the league solely off, you know, the word. They're an athlete. They're the athleticism. They test off the charts. They are you always hear about he's a six four guard with a seven three wingspan, like you know, like that's become a common theme. We don't talk about the IQ. He makes the right decision, makes the right pass, makes the right cut, you know. But the great ones learn. Jimmy Butler was all athleticism, all defense, and now look at him. He's yeah. the he's the the Kawhi the, Leonard so, was all defense Kawhi, when he came to the league. Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard, for example, you know, he he wasn't a great basketball player. Like you know, he he was athletic. He uh, did what the coach asked him to, and, you know, he did what he had to do. Now, yep. the greatest example of an athlete-turned-monstar, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the mm-hmm. greatest example, because that man didn't know uh, – he, he barely knew what a basketball was. That's one. Yep. Two, he went, even when he came into the league, he was still he, – he was, he was all limbs. All he, he did was, was catch the ball, me. catch the ball and run. That was it. So um, I say that to bring it back to the original point about the Lakers. You look at the basketball minds on that team. Granted, I know it's an eclectic group of people um, because JaVale McGee, Lance Stevenson, and Rajon Rondo, that just screams must-watch TV. Mm -hmm. For the wrong reasons. For the wrong reasons. However, it's actually been the Minnesota Timberwolves. And and I'm sorry to keep going on a tangent, but think about it. Minnesota and drama. You just don't you don't you don't hear a lot about drama in, in Minnesota. Minnesota's one of those, oh, you're from Minnesota? Wow, what's that like? Oh my God. Ah mm. ah, you know? Mm-hmm. But then you hear Los Angeles is like, oh, we got Tiger, we got Chris Brown. You know, you, you got drama. But it's been the roles roles reversed. But anyway, yeah, anyway. I think I think uh little Dicky said what you're trying to say in the best in the best sentence possible. Oh, so you're from Minnesota. The only thing I know is that it's colder. That's exactly. the only thing I know about it. <laughs> That's the only thing. That's the only thing. But Mo, tell, tell us real quick, what is there? Do you, do you feel differently about your team now this has been a week later, or, or are you still on the stance of, like, they could do better? You know what? Like, 
this is what I will say. They have been impressing me with their play. Right. I will I will say that. I've seen a lot of good flash in the pan plays that mm-hmm. make it seem as though when the season comes, we're going to be ready to put on a you know, a run a, a, I think we're going to be better at the start of the season than people are giving us credit for. That's that's really what I was looking for. Because like I said, I expect this team to be one of the better teams at the end of the season. Right. So for that to be a thing, I think we need to start getting our continuity now. And I think that's what's happening. Hold on. Is this the same man that was dogging the team last week? I said if he felt differently. But come on, you can't. I can't say do you feel differently. And then you say, well, you felt this way last week. You got you got to give the brother a chance. You know what I'm saying? He he's seen the light. He's nah. seen the light. Flash in the pan, a little sizzle. He see them. Grizzle. He see them beat the Warriors, and now he automatically just sees like, oh, okay, okay. I, I wouldn't say it was that because you know, Man. I, I would think it's more so the fact that like you know he came to grips that it is indeed preseason. Um, and I, you know what I think it is? It's a little bit of both. Like I, I agree with Mo, but I also agree with Carson. I think Mo's moment of realization that this team is going to be something special was watching LeBron James throw an alley oop to Lonzo Ball. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> when I seen that, I almost I I felt like I was a Laker fan for a quick second. Not gonna lie to you, because watching two players with such great basketball IQs and and acumen, and it wasn't like it was a great play or like oh my god that was so that was greatly designed. But I guarantee you. They didn't even have to practice that. They didn't even have to practice that. Because one, Lonzo's been out with the knee injury. So that's one. Two, I just know when two point guards know what they need to do or what, or what can happen on this possession, and it happens, and, and in such grace, like Lonzo took off, first of all. The, I, 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 you couldn't even tell he hurt his knee the way how high he jumped on the alley Um and I'm just, I'm just excited. I think I'm gonna buy the Lakers on League Pass. It's gonna be Lakers and the Knicks. Those are the two teams I'm buying. <laughs> I am. I have to. I have to. You got see, to seeing the transformation between those two teams over the course of the year. One, obviously, because I'm a Knicks fan. But two, I appreciate great basketball. And there's way too many great basketball minds and players on the uh, Los Angeles Lakers and potential for me not to watch them. For me not to watch them. And that, that's just what it is. That's the truth. I ain't, gonna, no, I ain't gonna hold you. I don't think I'm gonna be irresponsible and uh, you know have bills and stuff to pay and give me a LeBron jersey. <laughs> he said, "I think I think I'm gonna have to make that." Mo, um, what's going on with your LeBron jersey? Is, is that is that in the works or uh, or no? I think I think, here. I think Mo left. I just thought about that because he's been awfully quiet about it. Um, but all right, so with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to switch over to our next topic about these stankies and the blood. <laughs> from from one baseball to another, um, how can I put this in layman terms? Um, what the hell happened? Yeah, I think that that's yeah, pretty layman. Yeah. I'm going to explain it to you this way: uh, the Yankees, the entirety of the season, have not been able to get men in with the bases loaded and one out or two out they have they've probably had some of the worst uh batting average with runners in the scoring position and you know what with their feast or famine offense of long ball or die you really were able to see the red sox pick it apart and pitch around it and first of all my man giancarlo stanton four for 20 it's four for 24 for the series come on man (laughs) 
Come on, son. <laughs> Thirty million a year, bro. No laugh, it ain't funny. Oh yeah, this nah that that part is hilarious because when I saw you guys trade for John Carlo, I was like, man, that's unfair. And then I thought about, it, I'm like, this is John Carlo Stanton. That's only hundred strikeouts. He's only he's one of those players who are really good when the team doesn't need him to be really good. And, in essence, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, You're, this is your moment. Cut you off there at all, sir. But uh, Giancarlo Stanton, yeah, he had over 30 home runs. I believe it was 38, 39, something like that. Uh, I bet if I went back and looked, how many of those home runs were in blowout games or we were getting blown out and it didn't matter, and I guarantee you it's over 20 of them. This man does not have a big hit in his bat thus far. I'm hoping for next year he kind of gets it together. He realizes, holy moly, I'm in a big market. Everybody actually cares about what I'm doing, and this actually matters to the people who are watching it, not the 5,000 people who bought a ticket to see it in Miami. Mm. You know, Mm. It's just Mm. one of those things where – yeah, it's getting Giancarlo Stanton was a gluttonous move, a hundred percent. But right, I he right. more out of that bat, even though he produced well. It was all production when it didn't matter, and that goes and it just was emphasized even more in this Red Sox series. Mo, from yeah. an out, outside baseball enthusiast uh, opinion on what happened, uh-huh. once again in layman terms, what the hell happened? Uh, I'm pretty much going to say the same thing that Shep said. I was talking about it with my mother. Shout out, my Dukes. How you doing, Mom? I love you. Um, but, yeah, I was talking to my mom, and she, she agrees that it's pretty much the same thing that happened last year against the Houston Astros, where a team that is able to convert from long ball antics to a small ball scheme like the Red Sox were able to do, like the Astros were able to do last season, is able to pick apart the Yankees because the Yankees aren't able to play small ball as well. And that was actually a question that I, I had for Shep was, um, do, does he think, because in my opinion, the Yankees are paying enough for these players. They're paying enough to get good players who should be able to translate from the long ball to small ball play. Right, yeah. right, whatever, right, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Meaning that – we play for the long ball. We think that the home run is going to save us no matter what. So we play to get runners on first and second so that they can be brought home off the long ball as opposed to be trying to move players over, you know, sack flies, stuff like that, stealing bases. So my question to Shep was, does he think that we're getting the wrong players or does he think it's a coaching thing where the coaches that we have are now falling into the same, I don't know what I'm saying, but the same trap that the Yankees fans fall into where we fall in love with the long ball. We're like, oh, yeah, it's whatever. We're going to get the home runs when we get them. So it doesn't really matter when he should be trying to attempt to out-battle the Red Sox, teams like the Red Sox and the Astros' small ball capabilities with their lineups. And the other thing I was going to say is, to me personally, the only way you can really combat small ball play is with great pitching, which the Yankees usually don't have. So does yeah. he think that we have to get lean more towards the bullpen or does he think it's just the players as opposed to the coaches? Well, and I was I'm going to talk a little bit about the coaches here. Uh, oh, yeah, it's definitely the co- I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> people want to crucify Aaron Boone, you know, because he's this rookie coach. And Yankees fans need to realize how, how much of a luxury Joe Girardi was, okay, even though, you know, he had his ups and down moments. But the thing with Aaron Boone is the only – big quarrel I have with him is that he goes to the bullpen a little late or 
way too early. And that kind of throws out the whole thing in motion. And he, I feel like he likes to pull the trigger because when you have names like Batanzas, Chapman, Britton, you know, Holder, Holder and guys like that, David Robinson even, you know, you, you're, you're starting to start to get beat up. You think, oh, man, I got the money in the bank and the bullpen. Let's go to him. And then your bullpen guy gets beat up because he's not used to pitching in the fourth inning. So it's like it, <laughs> with the coach thing, I don't know if it's necessarily the coach thing. I feel like it's just the Yankees. Yankees have never played small ball basically yeah. ever since I've been watching them. So it, this liver die thing is, is not going to work unless they cut down the strikeouts. That's the big thing. And that's on the hitting coach. So it's kind of a mixed bag when it comes to the coaching, but I, you know, as a Yankee fan, I'm not in panic mode over this. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. It's not, it's not like the end of the world, but Personally, in my personal opinion, we need to cut some strikeouts out of the lineup, and that's a Brett Gardner, even though he gives you a great at-bat every single time. Giancarlo Stanton, you, you have no choice now but to keep with him. So it kind of – as a Yankees fan now, I really – only thing I got to say, it is what it is. I have faith in Brian Cashman, and look out for us next year, baby. Oh, man, that's unfortunate because until you get rid of Aaron Boone, because Aaron Boone is definitely the problem, um, along with uh, the Rothschild pitching coach. Listen, I have a cousin named uh, Jordan Lee, who is a very – when I tell you he's the, one of the more analytic people I've ever met, and he's given he's broken it down to the letter G for John Carlo and the letter A for Aaron Boone as to what's going on with the Yankees and what their problem is. He's broken it down. And I mean, like, I can, I can literally tell you word for word, bar for bar, what is wrong with the Yankees, and I have not watched a full Yankees game in probably 10, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. You get the point, years. Um, but he basically went on a limb to say that it's really your manager. Why Why on earth would you let CC continue that inning when they were making such hard contact the first two innings and he was already in trouble? So you're, you, so you're going to stick to your own analytics, Aaron Boone, and say that, oh, you know, we, we said he could make it through three. The numbers say CC can at least make it through three, and then the bullpen is going to give us the rest of the six. So basically what you're saying is you're already telling the team, um, go out there and be very aggressive uh, because we know that no matter what, because over the pattern, once 162 games, Aaron Boone did not make any adjustments. He did whatever his game plan was. He didn't make any adjustments. So let's go out there and hit CC hard and see if we can squeeze a little bit of more runs out of him before he goes to the bullpen. Because your bullpen is pretty decent, yep. you know? So why not attack – Exactly. So why not attack the starter who's who's been shaky? Come on, Alex. CC has not been CC for the last five plus years. So let's attack him, get as much as we can off of him, and then let's trust try to you know nick and pick at the bullpen and, and grab some extra runs. And that's how Boston did it. You know, yep. Boston can Boston can run with you, they can hit with you, they can pitch with you, they can do several types of ways. In the postseason, no matter what sport, baseball, football, basketball, um, I ain't gonna say soccer because they don't have a postseason; they just have you know the season. Yeah. Yep. It's all it's all about adjustments. It's all about multiple ways to win. If you depend on one way to win and you make it to the playoffs, that means either you led the league in something, aka three pointers like uh, the Rockets or home runs like the Yankees. Um, and and it comes to postseason time, and one of those things is not falling. I remember watching a Houston Rockets game last postseason. I think it was Game Seven against the Warriors, where they went ice cold and they did not hit a three for I think the first two and a half quarters. Yeah. Um, and they were down maybe 16, 17 points already. So um, I'm just saying, Yankees, you got to do something. I know I know it's too soon to really get rid of the manager, but I don't care. Boot Aaron Boone. Boot him. 
Find someone who's not Joe Girardi because you obviously don't like what he was doing. So find someone better or yeah. in the same, same fashion of him and get back to your winning ways. And hopefully they can make something John Carlos stand. About what you think between you two are the games to watch and pay attention to college football-wise this weekend. Take it away, fellas. Well, you know, I'm going to be paying attention to my boys, you know, taking on Auburn and Auburn. So they're mm. giving us uh, 15 and a half. Yeah, that's, I, I yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough if them boys can't get their mistakes together, um, and you know stop causing themselves harm, so to speak. Then it's gonna be a rough day. But I'll tell you, it's three games that I'm looking forward to watching, Shep. And um, I think I know the, what you're about to say. The uh, Michigan and Wisconsin is one at um, seven thirty. I think that's the prime time on ABC. Uh-huh. Uh, also the uh, what it? Who was it? Not Florida and Vanderbilt. Oh, the Georgia and LSU game. Um, Absolutely. That's at three thirty at LSU. For the sake of being at LSU, I want to say LSU has a shot to win this game, but after what they showed me last week against Florida, Georgia's not we're, Florida. Georgia, we're gonna call it an shot. All right. <laughs> Georgia's defense is a lot better than Florida. And yeah. Georgia's not going to make many mistakes at all. And if you make mistakes, Georgia's going to capitalize on them. Uh, we learned that out a couple of weeks ago. And also the Oregon and Washington game, uh, that that should be a good one in Jake Browning's last uh, season. Yeah, those are actually my three games to watch as well, to be perfectly honest with you. Another one you want to keep your eye on is, I would say, Texas A&M versus South Carolina. I feel Ooh. like that's a game. Uh, and also, too, I'm just a sucker for watching Miami football, so I feel like I'm going to watch Miami stop stomp out. Thank you. Thank you. Stop we appreciate it. you. We appreciate stop you, Shep. You know, that, I was looking at one of the parlay cards this week, and that was <laughs> probably the first team I seen on there that was a lot. That's just going to be a pound. I don't, nobody wants to see that. Wow. <laughs> wow. First of all, well, I, I just said I was going to take you out on a parlay ticket. What more do you want me to say? And I want to just say right now, I got UCF beating Memphis by 40, and UCF, we want Bama, baby. Are you Come serious? on now. Come on, man. Memphis? We want whoa, whoa, Bama, whoa, whoa, baby. Whoa, 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 Hold on. Are you serious? Do you think they're going to beat them by 40? Memphis is a 45. Good team. I was about to say, Memphis is a good 45. team. Boy, this guy is balling. I heard them no say 45, socks. but I was paying the – I'll, I'll Bold predictions with Shep. <laughs> bold I'm going to say exactly. right now for every UFC, every every UCF fan, we want Bama. They need it. Come on, baby. UCF, Central Florida. Man, they're going to take it, it out, to man. No, I, I need, I need you guys it. to lose this game. I need you guys to lose this game because you guys have no reason and no. there is no explanation as to why you're ranked higher than the Miami Hurricanes. The whoa, U, whoa, baby. Whoa, 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 there's no on, wait, reason. Wait, wait, wait. There's I, no reason. I don't care how long they've been undefeated. I, I was don't about give a I don't care. They I don't care. All <laughs> look, at the, look at the, look at the last couple teams we lost to. Look at the teams we've lost to. We lost to LSU, who's been pounding everybody. We lost to Clemson. What? What? They pound everybody except Florida. That's anyway. Um, going back to my original point, we lost to Clemson and LSU. There's no reason why we should have dropped down to number twenty-two. I can understand the fashion in which it happened. The final score didn't predict how bad the game actually was, but 
But but but but but there's no reason UCF should ever be ranked above Miami, and we're only one one loss in between us. No 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 no. no I will say this though: they went undefeated all last year, and then went on to play a Power Five school that was projected to be in the college football uh, playoffs after yep. uh, half of the season. So was it Clemson? Was it Clemson? It was Auburn. Was it Clemson? Auburn beat Alabama and Georgia. In did the they beat Clemson? They did beat they the, beat Clemson? They did they beat Clemson? They did not beat Clemson, did they be, okay, but they beat both all. of the teams that was in the championship. And then right. UCF goes to beat them. So I can see why they're ranked higher than them. But well, yeah. if they were to play you guys, it might be a little bit. What of a have you done? For, what have you done for me lately? That's what I care about. What have you done for me lately? Before, wait, wait. Before this segment's over, I just got to get Carson's opinion on one game, okay? And this is just an interesting game that sticks out to me because you never know what this team meant. It's Colorado versus USC. Ooh. You know okay. what? We got an we got an undefeated Colorado team sitting on nineteen uh, on the in the rankings, and then the unranked three and two USC team. But here's the thing: with USC, every week you don't know what team's coming out on the never. field. It could be you never know what's coming out on the field. It could be the greatest football game you have ever watched, or the biggest blunder in the history of the sport. It's never in between. Yeah. And I just want to get your opinion on that game. I mean, you, like you said, I mean, it's really depending on which USC team shows up. Um, we could get the team that played Texas, or we could get the team that played – who was it that they played and pounded out? Um, uh, nobody. That would be uh, – UNLV. UNLV. So you can get the UNLV Trojans, or you can get the um, – the, um, the, the Washington yeah. State Trojans, no, State no, Texas, Texas, the, the Texas Trojans. Yeah, oh man. I mean, even against Stanford, against a top ten opponent, they, who's winning? Really who's winning? Colorado, USA. Man, as much as I want to say Colorado, I feel like USC is going to defend home turf. One hundred and ten percent, I agree with you. Agreed, but I, I do like that. Um, that. Texas A&M and South Carolina game to watch. They've been playing for like the last oh, yeah. five or so years, every year. And uh, it's usually always pretty interesting. Um, I know Absolutely. last year it came down to, I think it was less than a touchdown. And that was a really good game. There were a couple controversial calls, but nowadays what game isn't their controversial calls? Yeah. All the way up from the NCAA to the NFL. You never know. <laughs> you never know. But with that, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate y'all tuning in to this week's episode of Get Live with the Crew. As always, your boy Stat Hardaway got Shep in the other corner. We got Carson yeah, in the yeah, other corner. Yeah. My man Mo, who left because his connection always sucks. And, uh, and we'll we didn't want him week. making, you know, bad comments, you know, wrong uh, information. Yeah, try to keep it to a, to a bare minimum, bare minimum. But <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, next week, 9 o'clock p.m. Get live with the crew.